Belly up to the bar, barflies, and have a drink with me. My name is Callan, and this is the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have hit a major milestone here with the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. This is episode number 20. That's right, number 20. 20 episodes, roughly 20 to 20 minutes to a half an hour apiece of just pure, unadulterated stupidity. And I am thankful for every single person that has listened to these things. I love making them. I hope you love listening to them. And we're going to continue this brand of idiocy until I just can't do it anymore. Until I'm 70, 80, 90, dead, whatever. It's been so much fun, and we got another great show ahead of us. But before we do, as always, this show is sponsored by the Midwestern Barfly Gazette Shop. That is right, that is our merch store. That is where you can buy all the fun, classic Midwestern Barfly Gazette products, such as the I My Grandma's Bookie line, the WinBets Pound Beers line, the What Did I Do line. We have hats, t-shirts, sandals, even though the summer is ending, it's still great to have sandals. Long sleeves, hoodies, t-shirts, tank tops, anything you could think of, it is in this store. All you have to do is click the link in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Fill up your cart. Use code MWBFG at checkout for 25% off your order. That is MWBFG at checkout for 25% off your order. Now that that is out of the way, let's get into today's topics. All right, so to start off this show, I'm going to be honest, this segment's probably going to out me on how often I do go to the gym. That's neither here nor there. We're just going to leave it at that. Anyway, my question to you is, to everyone is, why are people bringing tripods to the gym to film themselves working out? Why? Why? Why do people, this, to a public gym, why are you bringing a legit, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) I can't shake this cough, I'm sorry, for those of you that have been listening to this previous episodes, why are people bringing legit setups to have a photo shoot or film themselves like they're Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day, doing tricep pull-downs and squats? It does not make sense to me. Now, before before you get to this, before anybody tries to use this answer, I'm going to re- rebut it. Rebut it. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't care. If you're bringing cameras to the gym to record yourselves doing a workout to make sure your form is correct, you're just keeping the, the video to yourself. You're not putting it on t- TikTok or Twitter or whatnot. You're just keeping it to yourself to make sure that you're doing your, your your form is correct. I have no problem with you. I have no problem with you. I don't give a shit. That's a logical, reasonable use for a camera in a public gym. But for the people that are bringing tripods to the gym and filming themselves, like there's some major social media influencer or you're about to be picked up by men's fitness, Why? What's the point of that? Are you are have we become so narcissistic 
and egocentric or whatever words that fit there to the point where we have to film ourselves doing everything. We have to take a crowded gym and make it more crowded because people are trying to weave in and out of people's shots. Like, it it hurts my brain just thinking of that because to me, when I think of a gym or going to a gym, I think of I'm where I look somewhat presentable. Like I did, I don't need to like take pictures of myself selfies. Oh, I'm at the gym, this that, whatever, fuck off. I'm wearing shorts or sweats depending on the time of year cuz it does get cold up here in the Midwest. I'm wearing a t-shirt or a long sleeve or hoodie, again, weather permitted. I go in. I go to do cardio. I go to do weights. I go to do fucking core. And I leave. 45 minutes. That's all. Got, got a nice sweat going. That's it. I don't need to be there to film every aspect of my workout. I, I just don't. It's not a por- part of the day that needs to be put on to social media. Like, I don't think that people need to see me squatting. Or people need to see me doing bench press. If I'm making money off of it, cool. Whatever. But to the millions of people that think that they're the next... I hate using Arnold Schwarzenegger as an example every time. I just don't know any other bodybuilders. They're the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just stop. And the worst part of it is... A lot of these people will lose their shit if you walk into their shot. Granted, there are some good people out there that really don't care. They understand it's a public gym... And you're bringing a video, a videotaping apparatus. I like adding words together that don't need to be. So videotaping apparatus sounds funny to me. Oh, damn it. You just make my head, my brain hurt. And I sound like a Karen saying this, but I also sound like an old person thinking, what happened to society? To the point where we have to bring a fucking tripod to a gym. I know this segment is just me rambling. But it's me trying to understand at the same time. So if you understand better than I do, please leave it in the comments below. And don't give me the shit of, oh, it's for form. No, it's because you're a narcissist. It's just the bottom line. That's what social media has done. We all think that we're some major celebrity and whatnot that... Everybody wants to see what we're doing. But no, it's because you're full of yourself. So please, leave it in the comments. Let me know what you think. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Alright, so for the second segment of this show... This is going to be a weird one, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know I've said that for multiple segments of this podcast. But... To be honest, I don't think I've ever... I ever thought I'd be talking about this. I don't know, not in my life, but on a, for content for this show, for a podcast segment, for anything like that, I never thought I'd be bringing this up. Basically, the <laughs> question I pose to you is, when a couple, how do I explain this? When a couple is having, is trying to conceive a child, they're having trouble with it, and they have to go see a specialist who has to do all the tests, testing the sperm, eggs, all that shit. And the guy's asked to go in that little room and produce said sample. Should the wife be in there? Basically, should the wife be in there to help stimulate the situation? 
Is stimulate the right word? Because to me, when I think it, when, when I say stimulate, I'm thinking it's going around the other end. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, I'm also not smart. So I could just be saying stupid words that don't even make any sense. But apparently, but people like it. So I'm just going to start keep talking out of my ass. Again, no pun intended. Basically, should she be in there to help shake hands with Ben Franklin? Should she be in there to help spank the monkey? Should, bottom line, should she, be in there, should she be in there to yank his crank? Is what I'm trying to get at. To me, and I know this is a weird segment, but to me, when I first thought of this, when this idea first came to my head, I was like, yeah, that does make sense. That makes sense because you two are in a loving relationship. It's going to be your kid. Like, you want to be together for the process. All that crap. But when you break it down... <laughs> I can't believe I'm breaking this down like it's a football play. Uh, when you break it down... <laughs> really, this is a situation where... You, the, the guy should be doing it by himself. It's a process that he has to endure. It's a process where she should be waiting in the doctor's office in the waiting room or whatever while he is figuring it out on his own. Why? Reason number one. Actually, side note, now that now that I think about it. In those little rooms where you're producing said sample, what are they using nowadays? Are they still using nudie mags? Because this, this situation came up because I was watching a, um, a sitcom called rules of engagement and it was from like the early, the late 2000s early 2010s and he was and there were still nudie mags there so it was a little little dated but now that it's 2022 in the doctor's office do they have like a catalog of porn on the tv do they have tapes that you can use and are if they use the tapes are they vhs tapes because you know doctor's offices they can't keep shit up to date when you're in like the waiting room for example the magazines are all like months to years old more often than not. Or is it like an on-demand thing where you're on the screen and like you're sifting through different like major porn movies or porn videos? Like how do they have that set up? Granted, I'll probably learn that when I'm 40 or 50 and I'm shooting blanks, but, and they'll, it'll probably be changed by then. But that that's neither here nor there. That's just my... Stupid brain going on a tangent. Anyway, getting back to the topic on hand. The reason that the wife, the wife shouldn't be in the room with the guy is because she knows what's at stake, if that makes sense. And let me break that down. She knows what's at stake because this isn't like a normal Friday, Saturday night for these two. You're, you're doing this for a reason. You're... Yanking his crank. I can't think of another good innuendo, and I hate this, but we're just going to stick with that because you're doing it for a, more of a purpose than for an activity, if that makes sense. So the performance anxiety is going to be there. And I hate to say performance anxiety for a married couple, but the performance anxiety is going to be there. And during that time, she may choke under pressure, not choke, you perverts, but choke as in might be a little too fast, might be a little too rough, and they just can't get the job done. Her head might not be in the game. 
She might be focused on, oh, I want to have a kid and not, oh, we need to get the, we need to figure this out here. Like that kind of stuff. The motion of the ocean might be too forced in most, in some senses. I feel weird saying <laughs> with this topic because it's involving having a kid. But if you think about it, that would be the worst time for your wife to help you out in that situation. I'm doing air quotes on an audio podcast, which is not helping the situation at all. So I should stay air quotes more, but helping situation. But the bottom line is, in in that moment, that's where the guy just figures it out. Like I said before, don't try to make this a couple thing. Don't try to make this a we do things together kind of a situation. No, that's where you split off. You let him do his thing. Let him spank his own monkey. Let him meet Ben Franklin on his own. And just reconvene afterward. Just reconvene afterward. I feel like I did not do this topic justice, but that's just how I feel. And and I need to know what you guys think, because, wow, that is a new kind of topic for me. Let me know in the comments. Jesus Christ. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the final segment of this show, we are going to go back to fantasy football doghouse. This is still football season. We love our football. We have our fantasy football teams. Granted, some of us are doing better than others. Some of us are leading their division. Others are basement dwellers. Some of us had a great week last week. Some of us want to throw our heads through a plate glass window. I know a friend of mine who would like to do that after the first three weeks. Granted, he did win last week, but that's neither here nor there. You know who you are if you're listening to this, and you're going to tell me about it next time you see me. Anyway, last week, I had a pretty good week. I won. I'm 3-1 and one and leading the division. The problem is, though, I had to wait till Monday to make sure I won. I had to sweat out all one, two, three days of football. I don't know why I had to add that up, but I, I just did. I had to wait for Jeff Wilson to hopefully... Because I was... I was to set the scene, I was six points down going into Monday, and I had Jeff Wilson left to play. I needed any form of touchdown from him. Any size... It could have been... A yard, five yards, ten yards. Actually, no. Any any form of touchdown, ten yards or more, I should say. And I would have won. And I did. Because he had a 32-yard uh, touchdown run. And he ended the end of the day with 74 yards, a touchdown, and 13 points. So, W, 3-1. and one, Let's go. Move on to the next week. The problem, though, is I still had uh, some underperforming players, underperforming people. On this squad, uh, Najee, for, for example, Najee Harris, 7.4 points. Now, I, now let's talk about Najee for a second. I don't blame Najee Harris for the lack of production in fantasy football this year. I don't, well, granted, I don't blame anyone specifically. As we all know, we don't blame the player themselves because they really don't give a shit about your team. I just blame the performance. I just bitch about the performance. I know that doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in my head. Anyway, I don't blame Najee Harris for the lack of production. I blame the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Because Tom, Tom, Mike Tomlin, for some reason, has kept Mitch Trubisky in there for this long. 
for so long. And it makes no sense to anybody in the world. If you've been following this website for as long as I've been doing it, you know my feelings on Mitch Trubisky. You know that I think he was overdrafted. Probably should have been in the third, fourth round. Like he didn't, he hardly started at UNC. And he gets picked number two after the Bears trade up for him when they could have gotten him at number three. That's that's neither here nor there. That's another story for another day. But when you have Najee, uh, not Najee, when you have Mitch Trubisky uh, starting for you, who can't do shit, when you have a bad O line that Pittsburgh does, guess what's going to happen? They're going to stack the box. They're going <laughs> to minimize Najee's performance, and they're going to make the Steelers beat him in the air, which they're not going to. Because, like I said before, Mitch Trubisky's their, their quarterback. So, Najee, I don't hate you for the 7.4 points. But, moving down the list, Devontae Smith. Three receptions, 17 yards, four points. That is absolutely ridiculous. Now, I know Antonio Brown's on the other side. He's going to get more of the targets. But you put up 30 points last week, guy. 30 points. I thought you were going to just lead the team to the promised land. But no, again, four points. You look like DJ Moore. Speaking of DJ Moore, he got 12 points last week. He woke up somehow. Either him or Baker, I don't know. But six receptions for 50 yards, that's a freaking miracle. The fact he had double digits just made me the happiest camper in the entire world. So DJ, proud of you, bud. If we keep this going, I would love it. Because I need help at receiver until DeAndre Hopkins gets off his suspension. But, by all means, God bless you, pal. Uh, Final underperformer of the week, Antonio Gibson at 9.3 points. Who did you play, pal? You played... Oh, I should have had this prepared. I'm ruining everything. You played Dallas. I don't hate it. Dallas is a good team. You are also in kind of a spot like Najee is. You really don't have the greatest quarterback. But, it is what it is. Uh, But in the end... Are those guys my uh, fantasy, in the fantasy football doghouse this week? I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. You know who is, though? That'd be me. That'd be my stupid ass. I'm putting me in the fantasy football doghouse. Why? Here's my bench. Josh Jacobs, 144 yards, two touchdowns, 34 points. Damian Pierce, 131 yards, a touchdown, 26 points. 27, one round up. Jerry Judy. Four receptions, 53 yards, touchdown, 15 points. That is my bench, ladies and gentlemen. I left, if I can do math off the top of my head, 34, 44, 54, 60 points, 70 points from rounding, maybe. I don't know. Can't really add. I left a shit ton of points on my bench. Like an absolute lunatic. I could have put Damian in for Gibson, which I should have. Could have put Judy in for Devontae Smith. Could have put Josh Jacobs in. Again, not going to blame Najee. Could have put him in for Jeff Wilson, if anything. And I would have won that matchup solidly. I would have had to wait until Monday. It would have just been Sunday after whoever the last game was. I can't remember. But Sunday after probably the 3 o'clock games. I can't remember what what the night game was. But anyway... Would have won that easily is my point. Wouldn't have had to worry about Jeff Wilson on Monday. Wouldn't have been sweating the whole time. 
So basically, bottom line is, fantasy football doghouse, yours truly, this idiot that left that many points on their bench. Please clown me in the comments. I deserve it. I'm the I'm the dumbass here. Hello, I still got the win, and I don't deserve that win. But cl clown me if you want, because that was ridiculous. Now moving on to week five. I don't like Najee Harris against Buffalo, unless Kenny Pickett decides to have a like come in and have a monster game. I don't know if you want to put Kenny Pickett in against bu that Buffalo defense. I think you should just let. Mitch get his ass kicked again one more time. Let Najee do what he can and then bring Kenny in next week if they have a better matchup. So, Najee, you're on my bench, pal. Uh, DJ Moore, you're on my bench, pal. I, You're playing San Francisco. I would rather take Jerry Judy against Indianapolis. I would rather take uh, someone with no legs against the shittiest defense. Against the Lions defense, thank you. Over DJ Moore against the San Francisco 49ers. That's just me. Uh, who else is there? Antonio Gibson out. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice, but Damian Pearson. And, uh, ooh. Um, off of waivers, took George Pickens. We're going to stick on, the, stay on the Steelers bandwagon here, Steelers train. Because if, going back to Kenny Pickett, he comes in and starts having a great year, George Pickens is going to benefit nicely. Why do I believe that? He's, why do I believe he's a good stash play? Against the New York Jets, he had six receptions, eight off of eight targets for 102 yards and 16 points. Granted, do I believe he's going to continue that streak throughout throughout the entire season? I don't know. I don't know how Kenny's going to do, but Kenny comes in, and George has his best year, best week of the year. Because look at look at the rest of his year. He's had six points in week three, three points in week two, one point in week one. He had three yards against Cincinnati, 23 yards against New England, 39 yards against Cleveland. He has not had a good year. Not his fault. He's a good receiver. It's just, again, and I'm going to be redundant, Mitch Trubisky is, is the reason for his lack of success. So I'm stashing George Pickens. You should, too, if you have the room on your bench. If you have the room to spare, bring, put that man on your bench and see what he does. And you'll thank me later. Anyway, what do you think of this week's Fantasy Football Doghouse? Let me know in the comments. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of today's program. I'd like to thank you all once again for listening to the show. If you'd like to be a part of next week's episode, you can leave me a question, comment, uh, something to react to, whatever you want. Uh, via voicemail or email using the contact information in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure to visit us on our website, mwbarflygazette.com. Again, link in description of this podcast. Visit our store, load up that cart, use code MWBFG at checkout for 25% off your order. Once again, not to be redundant, in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much again. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope all of your bets hit. I hope your fantasy football team wins. I hope you that date on Friday night goes well. You're all amazing people. Thank you for listening to my stupid voice. Take care. Love y'all.